0: Welcome to the Under the Mask Podcast, where we discuss the super process behind superheroes. Not just superheroes, aliens, horror. Thrillers. If you can find it on a comics page, you can find it here. Here, you'll learn how to make comics. From the initial outlines, scripts, and artwork, to printing and putting the final book in a bag and board. For many years, Bill Colomb has written his book, Kinetic, and sold thousands of copies across the nation. And now we're inviting you along for an inside look to the comics process. If you're a fan of comic books, a total process junkie, or just looking for more insight into launching your own book, You're in the right place. This is the Under the Mask Podcast. And this is Bill Cologne. Under the Mask Podcast, episode
1: 30. Trick or Treat. Today's episode is an Under the Mask first, as I interview two artists at the same time. Happy Halloween. You may remember back in August, I spoke with Phoebe Xavier, the mastermind behind 123Go publications. One thing she was really excited about in that episode was their upcoming Halloween anthology. Well, now that it's officially spooky season, I had the opportunity to interview two of her anthology's creators. The anthology is called 13th Moon, and it's live on Kickstarter now through November 5th. Go check it out by going to kickstarter.com and looking up 13th Moon. I'd like to introduce Bayron Calderon and Chris McCauley.
0: You're listening to the Under the Mask Podcast with Bill Cologne.
1: Hey everyone, this is Bill from the Editing Room, and I just wanted to give you a quick note before we get into the interview today. We were having some technical difficulties. Thankfully, most of the audio lost was on my side. So I was able to just punch in a few of the questions that I usually ask. So if it sounds a little chopped together or the audio doesn't match, you're not hearing things. That's why. Uh, Thank you guys for coming on and just chatting with me today.
2: Of course, it's an honor. Thank you.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. Now, the uh, first thing I want you to do is uh, tell us a little bit about your stories. Who are you and how did you get to be here today?
2: Cool. So, um, you know, I am Bayron and I, I previously worked with uh, Phoebe, who was the uh, head of this whole project in a, an earlier comic a, a while back ago. And she decided to hit me up to bring me back for this one. And she did give me an awesome opportunity where not only did I get to draw a comic, but it was the first time I'm actually writing, drawing and colouring something. So it was just an interesting experience. Pretty fun. I very much
3: enjoyed it. So uh, just a little bit about myself there, Bill. Um, I was a comic book reviewer who then moved into to colouring. Uh, so I started colouring for 2000 AD last year. So I coloured uh, Judge Dredd The Long Game uh, with John Charles and then moved on to uh, colour Roy of the Rovers, which is quite a quite a famous soccer script uh, strip from 2008, And then moved on to some Marvel stuff. Um, I'm currently colouring William Shatner's Man of War. And I met Phoebe last year and we started working on the Malik project. And, and then we, she, she brought me into the 13th Moon And uh, I'm I'm in contract with the Bram Stoker Estate, and I crafted this story, uh, Dracula Lord of the Future. Um, It's been illustrated by Colin Maxwell, and I've coloured it. And then she asked me to do a couple of the others the strips to color as well.
1: And we talked about it a little bit, uh, Chris, There talking about how just you started off as a colorist. But how did you both first get started making comics?
2: So this is I I haven't done a lot of full comics. This probably is going to be my first besides the early one, like one of my first comics pretty much before this. I've only ever like drawn page here or there just for fun I'm, I'm mostly an illustrator before so you know it's 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 nothing too different from what i was doing previously it's it's more of the uh you know not now you have to you have to be almost a cameraman too and all this other stuff but yeah this is a very i'm pretty much just dipping my toes in the comics with this one
3: yeah with, with me it was actually um Pat Mills, who created 2000AD, he became my mentor. so it went to writing about comics, to starting to write comics, and then moving into uh, colouring. I'd always wanted to get into art. And, uh, yeah, I was really encouraged by uh, Pat Mills and, and John Charles, who's quite a well-known uh, comic book colorist in, in the UK. And, yeah, I, I, I purchased a lot of courses from various online websites worked through them and then started projects both of you have
1: contributed stories to the online anthology 13th moon which is being put out by 123 go productions and uh, phoebe xavier who's actually the head of 123 go uh, her and i interviewed in episode 19 and i know uh you brought, brought it up a little bit but how did you all find each other uh did you meet up online or do you know each other in person I,
2: I mean, it was so long ago. I'm not, I know me and Phoebe met somewhere on Facebook. Someone had tagged me. She was looking for some work for an artist and someone had tagged me. I believe one of my friends, Wade, if I remember correctly. And she messaged me from there and we've been working since, but that was quite a bit of, quite a while ago. But yeah, it was, it was through Facebook pretty much.
3: Yeah, very similar with me, so it was, uh, it was through a Facebook group and I noticed that she was looking for a colorist for um, a new comic book series. I was really intrigued by it, uh, how she described Malik, um, this angel that had kind of fallen into hell, and uh, there was a lot of monster fights and gore and uh, lots of action, so I reached out to her. Uh, she saw some of my personal work and uh, we started working together on, on Malik. And, of course,
1: the latest release, 13th Moon. Uh, that's coming out here pretty soon. Uh, whichever one of you wants to jump in, tell us a little bit about 13th Moon as a project.
3: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's an anthology comic, uh, anthology horror comic, uh, which is quite uh, unique. Actually, I haven't seen very many of them out in the market. Some really interesting stories. So uh, the stories I've been working on, I've been working on One Way Ticket, which is about a, a train ride to hell, quite literally. I really like it. You know, it kind of imagines your commute, in New York and what it's you know to work and what it would be like if you actually shared the the train of literal demons. Uh, It also ties into the Malick series, so if any of your listeners are familiar with Malick, it ties into that as well. There's uh, my my strip, uh, Dracula Lord of the Future, which is an official um, sequel to Dracula set 2,000 years in the future. So the the premise is that a Wayne Anjitani-style company kidnaps Dracula and starts to extract um, parts of his body for use in various um, pharmaceutical drugs uh, so to extend human life to cure liver disease, uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, But, you know, Dracula gets out, and then mayhem ensues.
1: And uh, Bayron, you're the cover artist, but you're also contributing a story to this called
2: uh, Lucy and the Doombringers. Tell us about that. Yeah, of course. So this, it, the story is an idea I've had rattling around in my head since high school, and I've never really had an excuse to fully flesh it out and put it on the paper. And I, I've always been playing with the idea and all that. Just I was never much of a writer. You know, I was, I was more into the uh, visual aspect of it. But given this opportunity, I just uh, you know, I put on my writing boots and did my best so yeah it's 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 a fun it's a fun story i you know it's it's nothing you know it doesn't take itself too seriously it's it's pretty whimsical you know gory like a lot of adult humor you know stuff like that which which uh for, for the other stories that are in here it's, it's a very nice uh you get a lot of variety in this, uh, in, in, this in this anthology which which i'm pretty i i think I'm, I'm looking forward to when, when we actually get the hands are my hands our hands on the book
1: yeah, very cool. I I got sent a Phoebe sent me a preview showing me some of the work in there. And uh, it was really good. I was excited. I'm like, great. Uh, it's ready to go. And it's uh, excited. Be, I'm excited for her because and you what guys as well.
3: You, yeah, just uh, what um, whenever you're reading through the anthology, well, what what stood out for you? What were your uh, what were some of the standout stories and, and moments in the, in the comic?
1: I think I just got the preview with just your guys' stories. It's just nice to see an, an anthology out on the market. Phoebe, when we were talking back in uh, episode 19, she was so excited to be ready for this launch because I know this is her first launch on Kickstarter.
3: Yeah, there's some great stories in there. Um, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's it's great to work on something that, that's so varied. Um, and A lot of them are very powerful. And I actually think that when people read some of them, they'll want more. What were some of the stories,
1: not necessarily your guys's, that resonated with you or that you were super excited for other people to see?
3: Yeah, I love One Way Ticket. Uh, I talk about this quite a lot because I love the, the premise of it. I love the fact that, um, I mean, the, 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 the offer, Philip, he, uh, he, he based it on you know, some real life experiences, you know, sitting on the, on the subway in New York. You know it's obviously fictionalised, but you know it's hell. The transit system's hell. So he then started to think, well, you know, if it was a real sort of train ride to hell, what would that look like? So this guy gets in onto the onto the train, and um, the people on the train turn into monsters, and the conductors are sort of like slender, slender man figures, and uh, yeah, the train literally goes to hell and I really enjoyed colouring that I love um, exploring uh, hellscapes I love exploring I use quite a lot of lurid colours for hell so it's not this just this red but there's a there's a lot of colours and 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 hues nightmarish hues in there I'm obviously very excited for Dracula Lord of the Future because that's uh, that's the strip that I've um, written and coloured so it continues the adventures of Dracula 2000 years in the future Uh, so that's um, it's a lot of fun to do so there's no I stand out sort of
4: I, I haven't like read read through the whole thing I kind of was waiting for the uh, like to get the physical one but uh, there's this the one story it's uh
3: what's it called and it's it's about the uh, the thief yeah that sounds about right mate yeah I think
1: what have been the biggest obstacles or challenges that
3: you've faced yeah I mean for me there was there's a whole there was a whole mistake with comic creation uh, and it was getting past that and just do it, you know, understanding the process, um, constantly improving on the, on the craft, you know, so you get you get a script and learning to read that script uh, to sort of understand what colours are, are needed, what kind of views, what kind of tones, you know, that all comes from experience, but I think initially, you know, it's, it's it can be fairly intimidating. Uh, writing as well, writing can be a very intimidating experience because there's no real right way to um craft a comic book script. There are millions of examples out there. Alan Murr crafts comic book scripts completely differently from Grant Morrison. And I've seen some of Alan Murr's scripts and they're all over the place. So as a colorist or an artist trying to interpret uh, those scribbles can sometimes be very difficult. So achieving clarity from the writer uh, is really important. Uh, so th- I think those have, been my, those have been my personal struggles. And the industry can be very difficult to break into. You know, I get asked all the time about you know, people say they want to be in comics. What's the first thing they should do? And I always say, Get a job. <laughs> don't don't think that you're gonna get into comics and it's gonna pay you, you know, thousands of pounds. It's not. You gotta get a get a solid job behind what you're doing. You know, make sure you have an income, and then start to work on your on your artwork, or start to work on your writing, or you know whatever it is you want to do. Because there simply isn't the money in the industry. I think that's a big problem for everybody who works in comics. The money's not there, and there's a mis- there's a myth about. Uh, how lucrative comics actually are that's something that's generated by marvel these least it is very rare i mean i know so uh, it's very rare for comic book creators to you know sometimes you break even most of the time you don't and that's a difficulty within the industry but if you're prepared for that um then you know and you really want to put out some quality products then i think you will find it very enjoyable if i could
4: uh, if i could add on to that real quick as someone who's pretty much just kind of getting their toes wet into this whole thing, that is a very real thing. You have to, you know, someone has to take into account that making comics and this kind of thing, it is first and foremost is because you want to. It is something you enjoy and you like doing and, you know, some people get lucky and they make some money, but you know, that that usually shouldn't be the driving factor when you're going into this, at least for me, where it's more, I you know, I enjoy it, I want to get these stories out and I want to tell these stories and I'm not, you know, like like he said, yeah, you, you should have a job, you should make sure, sorry, you should make sure you're, you know, taken care of, you can, you know, feed yourself, feed your family, all that. and. Yeah, if, if if it takes off, it takes off. If it doesn't, you're still doing it because it's something you enjoy. And going into this, you know, yeah, I've got I've got my job, I've got the career I'm training for, all that. But this is something I just have always wanted to do. So it's it's more it's more for the love of doing it. You know,
3: stand skill kids. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Chris, it's funny you brought up Alan Moore. Because I remember seeing an interview with Dave Gibbons talking about how he writes a script and I guess he'll just write paragraphs and paragraphs that will often go off on these crazy tangents. And out of those, about maybe two sentences are actually what's needed for the panel.
3: When I was a comic book reviewer, I still am, but I don't, it's not the it's not the full time thing now. But I had a, I had the privilege of chatting to Elmer, and it is it's it's his head. It's it's an amazing place. You know, he, he houses so many universes in his head. And when he puts it out, you know, the paper, you look at it and you squint, and you still can't really understand what's going on. But he's got a great visual imagination. So I think the process is now there. were haven't spoken to Dave uh, but I think the process is there that, that really the writer's, writer and the artist then have a phone call um, and believe it or not Alan Mertz have a phone in his house he goes to the local library to use the to use the internet and I think the phone <laughs> um, he lives in the same sort of council estate house that you know in the area that, that he grew up in you know conversely Grant Morrison uh, you know will will sketch out the ideas on a script uh, so the artist has, you know, almost storyboard in it. So the artist can have a, as a good understanding of where the, you know, the panels to be positioned and all that sort of stuff. I craft scripts very visually, so I, I write for the artist because the, it's the artist and the colorist that are going to see the script at the end of the day. I can talk a publisher through a pitch. I can, you know, write a synopsis of the story for the publisher and go through motivations and all sorts of things, but the script is primarily for the artist and the colorist, and the, le- the letter as well. I think, you know, if you're a comic writer, I think that's really important that it's as thorough as you possibly can and if you can give artistic references, themes thematic references, you know, like I would put down film scenes and ask the artist to go and watch that film scene, you know, maybe maybe stick a, a link in YouTube so that they, they get the mood and the tone of the of the theme that I'm looking for. Uh, so, it's, yeah, I mean, I think that every writer has different ways of writing scripts, um, but the more thorough you are, the better.
1: And to follow up on that, Bayron, being both the writer and the artist, do you write out the full script before beginning the art? Or do you just dive right in?
4: Uh it was pre- it was a pretty mixed bag since I was very much figuring out the best way for me to go about it. So initially, I uh, tried writing as much of it as I could, uh, it just just straight up writing. But I found that wasn't really working out for me too well since it was mostly you know I, I'm I'm an artist first, and I was seeing the visuals in my head. So I did that thing where you know you just uh, he had mentioned doodling like on the mm-hmm. script. Mm -hmm. and getting some basic storyboards and thumbnails down. I tried that and that helped. And I I, I was leaning a little more towards that towards the end of my script writing process. But I I, I tried a few different methods. Uh, I I believe that one worked the best for me. Just pretty much drawing a loose sketch of what's going on in the page and then going back, adding, you know, refining it from there. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a very difficult writer to work with.
1: What do you feel has been the biggest mistake that you made? Uh, Definitely
4: overestimating how much time I had. So while doing this, I'm I'm studying and working a full-time job. And it was was weird because when I started, we were still in the middle of the uh, lockdown initially. So I had more time. But once everything started to get back to normal and I was Mm -hmm. studying and working, I I was still trying to stick to that original schedule. And it got really tight. So pretty much... I, I I learned that I definitely have to give myself some breathing room next time I I go about these things, given the opportunity to have, you know, if if I'm doing it for myself, you know, I'll set a deadline, but nothing, you know, insane and figuring out much better time management.
3: Uh, I've been actually fairly lucky, Bill. I haven't had to do any changes. Maybe I could say that uh, on my own, story whenever i was coloring it uh i maybe changed uh, some of the planet's colors a little bit to make them more vibrant um so the, the sort of the planet the the space station is orbiting it changed from a purple to a, to a vibrant red and that worked a bit better on the whole it's it's pretty much been this this particular comic has been really, really smooth. There's been no issues with it. Um, you know, I've been given an awful lot of freedom by Phoebe just to kind of go with it, uh, to use meditation and just kinda of colour it the way that I that I felt. Uh one way to take it is an interesting one because it has a very sort of grungy feel to it. Um and I've developed because it's the same artist that works in Malik, the Malik series, I've developed a particular style for that. Um, you know, so it's been it's been fairly easy.
1: I think this is going to be an interesting question just to see the differences between the way you answer, uh, one being a relative newbie and the other one being a little more experienced. And it's kind of two questions, but they both deal with advice. So either what was the best advice that you received starting out? Or conversely, what is the best advice that you can give to someone who wants to do what you do? Uh, Advice
4: I'd give is... For, for things like this, like I said, one of the more difficult parts of it for me was literally just doing it like getting it started because you're you know, you'll you'll build this entire world in your head and have all these stories and all that. But you've got to eventually force yourself to, you know, all right, put this down on paper and get it done. You know, it might not, you know, it's going to have its, you know, it'll be a little rough around the edges, but you got to get it down. And that, you know, it's it's something I, I struggled with a bit. So if, You know, if if I could go tell myself that, you know, I'd pretty much just yell at like, just do it, put it down on paper, get it done. You know, you got to move forward with
3: it. Yeah, for me, it's kind of uh, my advice is stop worrying if you think you're crap or not. Just get it done. You know, you can you can really second guess yourself. You can really sit there and worry about what you've put in the page. Uh, Stop worrying about that. Just get it done
1: all right everyone thank you for tuning in to this special bonus halloween episode of under the mask 13th moon is live on kickstarter now through november 5th go check it out by going to kickstarter.com and looking up 13th moon bayron chris where else can we find you online
3: uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you go to, uh, I need to give you give some of the other publishers I work for. So I work for Andrews uh, Publishing UK. Uh, I work for Tidal Wave Comics. Um, you can probably see my work up on those sites. I don't really do Instagram or anything like that.
4: I'm mostly just on Instagram right now. Uh, yeah, it would just be Bayron Illustrations, B-A-Y-R-O-N Illustrations on Instagram. There you can see my, my other work.
1: Hey, guys. Thank you again for coming on and talking with me today. Thank you for having us, man. A,
3: Yeah, thanks for having us. If you
1: know a creator that makes comic books or any other media and think they'd be a good fit for the show, drop us a line at underthemaskedshow
0: at gmail.com. You've been listening to the Under the Mask Podcast with Bill Colomb. Welcome to the family. If you're a fan of comic books, a total process junkie, or just looking for more insight into launching your own book, you found the right podcast for you. Thanks for listening, and make sure to like or leave a review. And we'd appreciate it if you'd tell a friend or two. To reach out, visit us at underthemaskpodcast.com. This has been a presentation of Why Comics. Till next time, this is the Under the Mask Podcast. Signing off.